welcome. Welcome to another great episode. We have another great guest. We have Norma Millet on, on with us. Norma, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, what got you into the industry and how long you've been in. Um, I've been doing real estate for about 23 years. And um, what got me into real estate? Well, at first, I think I got into real estate because my ex-husband and I, we were looking to build a home. So we were looking for diff different lots. And whenever I would call a realtor, it's almost like I felt that they were telling me their inventory mm -hmm. and um, they were kind of like swaying me their direction. And it got really frustrating. So I started doing some research. I started looking at different lots and I started finding a whole bunch of lots. And I started, you know, of course, having conversations with friends and everything. So I found myself giving information to a lot of friends, being a realtor without really the license. Mm -hmm. and. Um, before I knew it, I was like, you know, why am I doing this? I do plan on getting my license, but I was going to wait, so I got my license. I guess one of my drives of being a realtor is growing up, I grew up in Mexico. Okay. And okay. Um, I came to the U.S. when I was about three and a half. Okay. And um, I have, like, so many different names. And I said, because when I came to the U.S., my stepdad was going to adopt us. So I was Norma Carbajal. Okay. But my maiden name is Felix, like Felix the cat. Okay. We never owned a home. We never were. We were ever. We were never homeowners. Mm -hmm. So we came to the U.S. and we lived with my grandparents. And then um, something happened. I'm not sure what. So we had to move out. And my dad was a mason. He was a construction mason. And my mom was a stay-at-home mom. So it was kind of like a little hard for my parents to um, to buy a home. So we rented. And there was a time that we were going to buy a, they, they finally saved up enough money. We were living in California at the time, Burbank, California. We had saved enough money. We were going to buy a house in Pasadena, okay. California. And just before closing, the house burnt down. And I don't know what happened, but they didn't get their money back. They didn't get their deposits. Right. They, it was bad. So from there, it was like rent, rent, rent. And um, we never, uh, you know, living with my parents or living at home, we never owned a home. So when I was 26, I bought my first home. And, um, and then from there, it was just like, I, I think I'm on like my ninth home now. I own two rentals and I have our home and I'm just about to build another home and we're gonna sell our home and then I'm building a home in Cabo San Lucas. But besides the point, I think my drive is in real estate is helping that person knowing that they don't know that they can have what they don't know they can have. Because there are many home, there are many people that I've talked to, and they've been renting all their lives. And I was like, "Why don't you buy a home? What you're doing is you're paying someone else's mortgage, right. and um, you can be paying your own home. And not only that, but you can get a write-off, you know. And so when you start educating the the potential buyers that you don't know they're going to be buyers and they don't know they're going to be buying a house, it's kind of cool to see the 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 end result and handing that key and say, "Here's your home. No one's going to kick you out of your home." No one's going to tell you you need to move and no one's going to raise your rent. You have your own home and yet the best equity you can have is your home. I have a daughter who is now going to be 23 and all my life I always told her, if you ever move out, you are not going to rent and you are not going to buy someone's, you're not going to pay for someone's mortgage paying your rent. So when she was um, 19 and a half, she was going to ASU. She said, hey, mom, I'm ready to move out. And I'm like, no, you're not. What are you, what are you moving out for? Why are you going to pay rent? She said, no, mom, do you remember telling me that if I ever move out, I'm going to buy a house? Well, that's exactly what she did. On her wow. 20th birthday, 
she was under contract and she moved into her new home when she was 20. Wow. So, so yeah. So just the, the preaching to her off the... Yeah, right. you know, the thing is that I was doing it a lot when they were young kids, mm -hmm. but when they were like 17, 18, 19, I kind of like stopped, I forgot about it. But boy, what you say yeah. comes around. Yeah. It's like, watch what you say, because your kids so will... Absolutely. So true, so true. Mm -hmm. Growing up, yeah. um, you're the family in California. I guess, who was, your, who was your role model? What were your role models and what did that look like to you? My role model has always been my mother. Okay, why? My mother has been the most amazing woman. Unfortunately, my mom passed away when I was 23 and she was 46. I am mm. now 53 and it just blows me away when I think about it because I outgrown my mom. Right. My mom was my role model because everyone that came across her path was blessed by her. Everyone loved her. She was just... She just had so much talent. She, she, she made all our prom dresses. She made all of our dresses. She, she cooked amazing food. She, she, can, she built her own home. Okay. So she was good with cement and tile and all of that. And yet, when she dressed, she looked very sharp, very professional, but yet she was that mom that nurtured and loved. And always taught us that we can do whatever we can do, we set our mind. And she's always been my role model. And, um, if I ever had challenges or anything that has been very tough, I always think, what would my mom do? And, and I know what she would do. Whatever she would do, she would just be very optimistic and said, you know what, I can do this. So my mom is always my role model. Even though she's not here with me in life, she is totally in my heart, and she's my role model. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. I appreciate it. Mm -hmm. um, so I guess when you, as you were growing up, did you want to be exactly like her or where, where did you think life was going to take you? What did you want to be? You know, I never really thought about being like my mom. I, I never thought oh, I want to be just like my mom. She was just a role model because when she passed away, she just, it was, it was a sudden car accident. But I do remember my mom teaching us how to cook, teaching us how to co uh, cook, how to sew, how to maintain the helm clean, how to, there was a time that she made me walk putting my book on my head so I can walk with posture. <laughs> because you can walk like this, mm -hmm. or you can walk like this. And how are you gonna walk, right? So my mom, um, I don't know, she's still my role model. I still talk about her like if she's like right here. But what did you ask me again? No, you're okay. <laughs> Just wanted, what, what did you think you wanted to be? When oh, you I thought. I appreciate you sharing that. That's, I that's thought cool. I wanted to be, I don't really know what I want to be, to tell you the truth, because did you ever watch I, I Dream of Genie? Of course. Yes. So I used to think, or I used to believe that I had this little genie in my pocket, because okay. I thought that I could always go like this and everything would happen. So I never, I always felt like whatever I wanted, that would be life, you okay. know? So I kind of just went with life. Okay. And um, life just kind of took me everywhere, and I've, I've, I've been very blessed with a great life. Right. Um, I did start out as a kindergarten teacher. Okay. I used to be a kindergarten teacher, and. My maiden name is Felix, like Felix the cat. Mm -hmm. So I was Miss Felix. Although, like I was said, my dad was going to adopt us, but he never adopted us. So I was Norma Carbajal growing up. So when I started working, I had to use my social security number. Mm -hmm. It was Norma Felix. So I became Norma Felix for a long time until I got married. But um, I was a kindergarten teacher, and then I got into marketing, and then, believe it or not, I worked at a gynecology in Beverly Hills for a while. And um, I've been doing real estate for 23 years. Okay. So it's never like what I wanted to do. Right. It just kind of things just kind of happened. And 
Um, I guess the last, I have a 23-year-old daughter, so the best things I have done is being a mom, okay. being a realtor, being a wife, mm -hmm. and just enjoying life and take it as it goes. I appreciate that. I wanted to ask you about the, the, dream, the genie thing. Um, <laughs> we grow up. Yes, I mean, Master. Think about it. We grow up because we believe that stuff. Like yeah. we, and we believe that whatever we ask, like I'm dealing with that with my daughter. Well, I asked for it. It's going to be here. Yeah. I put it on my wish list. It's coming in the mail. Well, not right? really true always. Right. But that's just <laughs> what they believe. So right. have you lost that? Or do you still you know, carry that? I have two daughters. One of them is totally like me. She aligns with me. And I have another daughter that she is a little bit more reserved. She's a little quiet. And I guess a challenge for me is not being able to understand people who are shy. People who, um, I feel that people who are, who are shy are um, handicapping themselves, but not going for it is what they want. So I mean, as a matter of fact, you know, we go to Sam's Club and you get that free cookie sometimes, when they used to do that. Mm -hmm. So my little girls would say, Mom, I want a cookie. And I go, okay, you need to ask. But it would be really scared. I don't, I don't want to get a cookie. I, I don't want to ask them. I, don't. I said, all right, I guess you're not getting a cookie. You don't ask, you don't get. And they would sometimes cry. And they, right. would, say, you know, they would make this big deal about it. I go, okay, well, you're handicapping yourself for asking for a cookie. Because if you don't ask, you don't get. Right. So if you don't want this, then don't ask for it. If you want it, then you go for it. So that was always my motto of doing if I answered your question yeah, type of thing. I, I so, do, yeah. so Jeannie wasn't always there, but Jeannie always told me that I can get what I want. Mm. And it's only if you go for it and you have this, op, you know, this optimistic attitude because what you believe, it will become. Yes. And if you say, I can't do it, you're not. You're already yeah. projecting that it's not going to happen. If you're projecting failing, you're going to fail. Right. If you're projecting, I'm going to succeed, I'm going to do, it's going to happen, it is going to happen. You're going to have challenges, but what's the attitude that you're going to take? Right. Are you going to like go forward and say, okay, all right, I fell, okay, we'll keep going and just keep the other way and just keep your chin up. Right. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. That was, that was great. Um, just believing. You st so in other words, you told me, yes, you still have it. So yes. Absolutely. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. You haven't lost it. Cool. So um, when you're thinking about your kids and what you teach them, um, something that you always harped on them obviously was the owning your own home. Was there anything else you taught them? Something that they'd be like, yeah, mom was always on us about. <laughs> <laughs> well, I always tell my girls to look at the bright side. Okay. Things are going to happen. And, um, and I would tell them not to worry about what people say. Because people are always going to gossip. People are always going to have an opinion. And people are always going to just say something negative. And sometimes it's those little voices, whether it's people telling you directly or just gossip. When you hear all these little noises, it kind of brings you doubt. And, and it kind of brings you, you start feeling like you're, I don't know, it kind of like empower, it depowers you, I guess. Mm -hmm. uh, so I've always told them that no matter what anybody says, if you set your mind and you have your goals, you're going to get there. But if you let someone's voices bring you down, Whatever it may be, um, that can be challenging. So I always tell them, you know what? Keep your chin up. Doesn't matter what anyone says. You keep going, and you believe it's going to happen. So I am always telling them that, and I do. I do see that with my 23-year-old. She's 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 done very well. I'm very proud of her, and I'm working on that with my younger daughter. Another thing I tell them is the to always count your blessings because you really don't know what's going to happen. And sometimes bad things do happen, and sometimes it's a blessing. 
I mean, it doesn't seem like it's a blessing at the time, but later on, the things that, the things that happen to us happen for a reason, and sometimes they might not be a good experience for us, but it allows us to teach other people ahead of us if that even makes sense. Because yeah, I've had some serious, serious, serious challenges, but through those challenges, I feel that I've learned, I've grown, I'm a stronger individual, and I have helped other people with their challenges, and sometimes even avoid those challenges of telling your story, because why live another story when you can learn from someone else's, right? Right, I appreciate that. You're covering your mic again a little bit there, if you would. So, Let me um, do that hair thing. That's how I met my husband. <laughs> I did that hair thing. <laughs> no, I love I'm just that. Kidding. <laughs> my, uh, I heard off. I heard earlier that you were out knocking on doors before you came in and here today. So, is that something that you you're typical of what you do day to day, or is that? Oh, no. <laughs> is it random? What What was going on? You know so, what? That is what you do when you have this crazy market and you write like 10, 15 offers and 20 other offers are going to that same offer and you are so determined to find that home for your buyer. So I do it when I have a buyer that's looking in a particular neighborhood. He knows what he wants. It's easier to, to pinpoint what, it, what he wants. And um, I will work that extra mile. I will walk that pavement, even in this Arizona heat. <laughs> <laughs> that's impressive. I thought that was interesting. So cool. cool. Yes. Cool. So, um, Growing up, what would be, um, I guess, an interesting way or a unique way you've earned, earned money? I got to say that the best, I mean, being in real estate for the last 23 years, um, real estate has I've been very blessed mm -hmm. with it. And again, it's not just about earning money, it's building relationships and it's, it's helping your clients and your clients usually become your friends and um, keeping in touch. But real estate has been one of my biggest that's a, that's success. A, that's an interesting, it, it made me think about my life, because I ask that of, of pretty much everyone who comes mm -hmm. in, and it's typical something of, of what they've done as a, as a kid. Yeah. But yeah, just thinking of this is a really interesting way to, to earn a living, though. Just I mean, it, it is, it, you do make money, and I mean, I was a kindergarten teacher, mm -hmm. and being a teacher was very, very rewarding. I used to teach, I used to work in the LA district in California, and um, it was very rewarding because I'm, I'm bilingual. It was very rewarding seeing some children come in. I've worked with kindergarten all the way to sixth grade. Um, these kids come to the U.S. They don't know the language. And it's very challenging for them trying to make friends because everyone's speaking English. They can't speak. They can't pronounce. And, and then that makes, when you don't know the language, it's very hard to learn. You don't understand what the teacher's saying. You're taking a test and you don't know what was really said to you. Half the time they were guessing. And so I did some ESL with some of the children and it was very, very rewarding seeing them progress, seeing them speak the language, seeing them. And I guess I said that because when I came to the US, I couldn't speak English myself and I did ESL classes. And I couldn't pronounce the difference between she as in she and ch as in chair. As a matter of fact, um, there's this movie called Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Mm -hmm. Well, when I was in second and third grade, the little kids used to ask me, Norma, what's your favorite movie? And I would say, Shitty Shitty Bang Bang. <laughs> and everybody would laugh. And I didn't know why they were laughing at me, but yeah, because I wasn't saying Chitty. <laughs> I wasn't saying she. So yeah, now I can't even say it now. And I was three, I can't even pronounce. But seeing, seeing the children progress and doing better in their test scores and, 
And as they learned and seeing the confidence in them and building friendships, that was very, very rewarding. So as teachers, you may not make as much, but sometimes seeing that reward, it's priceless. So maybe I didn't make that much money dollar-wise, but I feel like I, I, I feel like that's, that's priceless. You can't, can't put a dollar bill on that. Makes sense, makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so what would be, I guess, your greatest challenge in the industry? <laughs> is it the current, has it been something previous or is it currently what's happening right now? You know, sometimes the greatest challenge is the challenge I allow to happen to myself. Okay. And what I mean by that is nothing is really a challenge if you don't allow it to be a challenge. It's only a challenge if I have a different mindset. So my mindset is my challenge. Mm-hmm. My mindset is like, oh man, I can't find a home for my client. There's nothing in the MLS. There isn't enough inventory. Okay, well, what are you going to do about it? So your challenge is the challenge that you allow to yourself. A challenge is also, you know, you're calling another agent and you wrote an offer and they're not calling you back. They're not emailing you. So it's going to be a challenge because they're not calling me back. No. So what are you going to do about it? Well, you're just going to keep trying. So you can make anything a challenge if you allow it. So it's just a mindset. I like that. I like that. Is there a favorite quote or a book you have that, that you share? <laughs> well, I, I probably have many, but right now I can't really think. But my number one thing is count your blessings. Okay. Count them one by one. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's actually a song. I'm LDS. Yeah, okay. And, um, and count your blessings is mm-hmm. it's one thing that gets me ahead because you never really know what's going to happen. And just breathing another day and having another day and, and, and having those loved ones around you, that's, that's a blessing. Awesome. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Any regrets in life? You don't sound like you live a person who lives with regrets, but anything you like to redo? Any regrets I have? I have a lot of things I've done that I wouldn't want to relive, but I'm glad I got the opportunity to do them because I wouldn't be who I am or grown as much as I have with those things that I've done. I've done some things that maybe I don't want my kids to know about, but you know, I have a 23-year-old and I know what she's doing because I was winning. You can't lie to a better liar, you know. <laughs> I used to lie to my parents half the time. And um, so I know when she's not telling me the truth. But regrets, no, because you learn from that, right? right. Like my daughter always told me, Mom, how am I going to have a story to tell later on if you don't let me do those things? So how do you have a story to tell if you don't have those regrets, right? They're not regrets, they're stories. Right. I like that. I like yeah. that. Well, cool. I appreciate you coming on. It's been fun. It's been great. Sarah, I guess I always like to either let you in with uh, any positive words or last words to people or just let us know where we can find you. Well, um, I kind of do Instagram. I think it's yeah. Millet. <laughs> I think it's Millet Norma. <laughs> That's her, but I, uh, I, it's, it's uh, also hashtag Norma Millet Realtor. Okay. My phone number is 480-628-3862. Awesome. And I am Norma Millet. Appreciate it. Thanks for coming on. Thanks. Ha, ha, ha.